Ever wonder why you feel the way you do? We'll get to know your emotions. When everything in your life is going your way, that's when joy takes control. This is joy. With an unstoppable spirit and unbeatable energy, joy brings a smile to your face and no oh, who cares, let's party! <laughs> Hi guys. Thank you, that was better. Uh, welcome to Chaos again. Um, tonight we're gonna kick off our final, um, our final talk of the series, Emoji Land, that we're in. Um, so this is our seventh week um, of this series. Um, and guys, tonight we get to talk about something that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, tonight we get to talk about joy. Um, and so during our planning process of this, uh, this series, this is a topic that I really kind of jumped at. I really wanted to talk about this. Um, like I said, it's a topic that's pretty near and dear to my heart. Am I good back there? Okay. Um, like I said, it's a topic that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, I think a lot of people acknowledge the fact that they have joy. I think a lot of people um, say, yes, I am a joyful person. Um, but I th also think it's very easy to forget the fact that all of our joyful times and all of our um, happiness actually comes from Jesus. And I think it's really easy sometimes um, to try to seek Jesus within our hurt and within our sadness. And I think it's a little bit harder sometimes to be able to seek Jesus um, in the midst of our joy and our happiness as well. So I'm really excited for that. Um, but first, before we jump in, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about what my um, kind of visual outlook is on what joy, uh, what joy is to me. Um, so last year, I got to go to Jamaica over spring break um, with a college-age mission trip. Yep, anybody, any leaders go in here? Yeah, we had a couple of leaders go uh, to Jamaica, so that was great. Um, so like I said, that was a college-age mission trip that I got to help lead. Um, that was through BASIC, our college-age uh, ministry here at Orchard and NAS. Um, and so we actually got to go down to Jamaica, and we got to go to a school um, called the Christian Caribbean Center for the Deaf. And I think there's a picture of their logo here. Um, so that's CCCD, uh, Christian Caribbean Center for the Deaf. And we got to go down there, and we got to, to serve those uh, students down there. We got to serve the staff that are down there. Um, and so we actually ended up sending two, uh, two groups of college students, and we actually all went as one big group. Um, but when we were down there, we were at two separate campuses. So we were at the Kingston, Jamaica campus, and we were also at the Knockpatrick, Jamaica campus. Um, however, we started our weeks. We started the week together, and we ended the week together. Um, so when we got into Jamaica, uh, we each went to our respective campuses for one night. And then the next morning, we woke up and we drove to a little town called Top Hill. And in Top Hill, there is a place called the Deaf Bible Church. Um, I think we got a picture of that one, too. So this is the Deaf Bible Church, and that's in Top Hill, Jamaica. Um, so we got to come together um, on a Sunday morning and just pray. Um, got to pray, and we got to worship. And so the cool thing about uh, going to Deaf Bible Church is when you get there, um, it's nothing like what you might think a church building would look like. Um, because here in America, we have all these um, immaculate church buildings. They're all very big. They all have big, big steeples and large chapels and large congregations for the most part. Um, but this is a little bit different. So um, when you walk in the Deaf Bible Church, you see essentially just one open room. Um, so we can actually flip to that picture too. Hannah, go ahead. Um, they have, it's just one open room. And so there's about uh, probably seven or eight pews on each side. And then that picture is taken from a stage area where the pastor or the preacher is giving the message from. 
Um, but another really cool thing that they get to do at Deaf Bible Church um, is when you get there, uh, you don't see a band, you don't see speakers, um, because it's a deaf church. So they don't need instruments and sound equipment because they can't hear it. Um, so another one of the really cool things that they do is they ask people, they say, what songs would you like to sing today? What songs would you um, like to worship to today? And when I was there, um, and I, uh, I think they kind of do this every year, I think it's kind of a crowd favorite, they, they say, I want to sing, I've got the joy down in my heart. Um, does anybody know that song? I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, right? Cool. So I actually want to be able to teach you guys the sign to that really quick, and I want to sing that with you guys. Um, so really quick, I'm going to show you how to do the signs. So I is just pointing to yourself, I. I, everybody go ahead and do that, I. I've got, got, so you're going to make a uh, kind of hand symbol like this and put it right here, got. Uh, this is also have, but we'll, for today's purposes, we're going to use it as got. Um, I've got, and then this is joy. You're going to take your hands and do like the hang loose symbol, and you're going you're gonna to swipe your pinkies up your chest, okay? Joy, 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 right? So I've got the joy, 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 and then this is down in my heart down in my heart. And then heart is with your middle fingers, hands open like this, middle fingers, you're going to go, just draw a heart on yourself. Okay? So let's try that whole thing one more time. Ready? I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And then the cool thing about this, the cool thing about this, and uh, leaders know what I'm talking about who went, after you finish that verse, everybody really, really loudly Almost, almost stands up and waves their finger, and they go, where? where? There you go, Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. All right, so we're going to do that. We're going to do that verse once. We're going to do that verse once, and then I want everybody to go, where? And then we're going to do it again, okay? And then after that, we're going to go, down in my heart to stay. Cool? Can we do that? I just want to see everybody do it. All right, ready? So we're going to start from the beginning. Ready? I... Got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Da yeah. Down in my heart. I've got, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. To down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. <laughs> nice job. That was way cool. That was way cool. Uh, guys, thanks for doing that. That was really cool. Um, so the reason I tell you this, uh, the reason I tell you this story um, and teach you that song um, is because while we were at Deaf Bible Church, um, while we were there uh, in Jamaica at this church, I got, to, I got to legitimately see how much people love Jesus. They didn't, they didn't come to church to listen to good music. They didn't come to church to hear an awesome sound system. They didn't come to church because they had an ordained pastor. They didn't come to church, um, you know, because it was this immaculate building. They came to church because they loved Jesus. And this, this room here, you can't really see it from the picture, but there are wasps, wasps nests all over the ceiling, and there are wasps flying around. And it's one of those things where you walk in and you're thinking, wow, this is a completely open-air church. And open-air meaning, like, the, all the windows and doors are technically always open. They just have little shutters on them. So uh, 
there's no such thing as, as heating or really air conditioning there. It's just the temperature that it is outside. So these people come to this church every Sunday, not for anything material, but because they genuinely love Jesus. And I had absolutely no idea that when I went into this church or when I went to Jamaica that my heart would be the one that would be changed. So when we went down there, we actually called it a relation trip because we wanted to make sure that we weren't a, a group that was going to go down there and say, what, you know, what can I do for you? What can I do that's going to help you? What, what can I do? You know, we didn't want to go down there and feel like we needed to better their quality of life. We simply wanted to be a blessing to our brothers and sisters in Jamaica. So really quick, I want you guys to turn with me in your Bibles to James. Um, this is a, a verse that Brooke went over uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, but I want to go through it again with you guys. So turn to the book of James. That's going to be in the New Testament. That's going to be in the New Testament. Um, so once you start to see books that are labeled first and second, so you're going to see like first and second Thessalonians, first and second Timothy, Titus, that kind of thing. Um, you're almost there, so just keep going past uh, Philemon and Hebrews. You find James. What was it? 700? Pages 699 and 700. 699 and 700. And we're going to be right in chapter 1. Right in chapter 1, and we're going to be on verses 2 through 4. So pages 699 and 700. And if you haven't found it, uh, go ahead and look up on the screen. If you're on your phone, remember that we're on the ESV version. Cool? All right, so follow along with me as we read this. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Or some translations say perseverance. The testing of your faith, testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let steadfastness or perseverance have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Um, now, when some people look at a disability such as deafness, um, the deaf people in that church, they, that day, they could have easily just said, you know what, I really don't want to do this. You know, like, I have this disability. I'm just going to, you know, I'm, just, I'm not even going to try. You know, like, why would, why would God not give me this gift of hearing? Why would God forsake me like this? However, like I said, those people came to church on Sunday to do that one thing. They didn't come to church for good music. They didn't come to church to hear um, an ordained pastor. They didn't come to church, you know, just because it was this awesome place. They came to church because they genuinely loved Jesus, and they knew that he was the reason for their joy. So when I walked into Deaf Bible Church, I had absolutely no idea the amazing impact that that was going to have on me. Yes, I thought it was going to be a fun experience, but in no way did I think that that was going to change my heart as much as it did. And guys, there's going to be a lot of tough things that are going to be thrown at you every single day of your lives. There's going to be things and messages that are given to you that promote the idea of happiness. Um, you know, if, if only you had a better car, you'd be happy. If only you had a bigger house, you'd be happy. If only you made more money, you'd be happy. Or maybe in the context of a junior high student, if I only had better grades, I'd be happy. If I only had more friends and was more popular, I'd be happy. If I was only better at sports, I'd be more happy. But I want to ask you this question then. How many touchdowns does it take to get into heaven? How many, how many friends on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter do you guys have to have in order to attain eternal life? 
Now, if you put your, your, your value and your worth and your joy and you find your happiness in those things, in, in worldly and material uh, false messages of joy, I promise you that you will be left feeling empty every single time. Every single time. Nothing here on this earth, nothing material will be able to quench that thirst that you have that can only be satisfied by Jesus. Now, I'm not saying, guys, that these things can't be enjoyed. But if you base your joy on what you do, those material things, like I said, you're just going to be left feeling empty. So I want to share with you one more story. Um, and it's actually, it actually comes also from Jamaica, but this one is about um, a little boy that I got to meet and kind of interact with a little bit um, at this campus that I went to. I went to the Knockpatrick campus. Um, his name is Javon. So um, we've got a couple pictures up there. Uh, so Javon is all the way on, the, on your left. Um, and then the middle, uh, that's actually Carter and Ben. So they're two leaders here. They also got to meet Javon. Um, and so before I get too deep into this story, I want to tell you a little bit about Javon's background. So Javon uh, is not only deaf. Javon is not only deaf, but he also has pretty severe muscular dystrophy. So you can understand that um, using a language where you have to speak with your hands and you have to speak with your gestures and your motions can be pretty hard if you have a, a severe case of muscular dystrophy. So one of the cool things I want to tell you about is actually an interaction that I get to have with Javon um, with my friend Lexi. And um, so we went uh, up to Javon and he actually walked us over to this fence. I think we got another picture up next. Yeah, so this is Javon. You can tell he's pretty dang photogenic. Um, he just, he loved taking my sunglasses off of my head and putting them on and sitting in front of the camera. Um, but he came over to us and then he walked us over to this fence and he started pointing at something. And um, Lexi and I really didn't have any idea what he was talking about. Um, we kind of tried to, to ask him certain questions and say like, what, what are you trying to point at? And after about 10 or 15 minutes, we finally found out that, that he was pointing to his house, to his home, um, where he he lived. And so something about CCCD is these students actually live on this campus. Um, for the most part, you know, very rarely do they go home. Uh, very rarely do they have a whole lot of family contact. They are just there. It's almost like if you guys were to go live at a college, you know, a couple hours away. So um, he's pointing at his home over this, over this hill. Um, and Lexi and I, like I said, we can't really figure out what he's trying to say. And it took us about 10 minutes to figure out what he was saying. But the thing that really stuck out to me and the thing that actually ended up bringing me to tears a little bit that next night was the fact that that exact smile never, ever left his face. And I think any leader in here that, that knew Javon could probably tell you, he never stopped smiling and he never stopped trying and he never stopped being involved because of what he had to go through. He never stopped being involved. And I could tell by a simple 10 to 15 minute interaction with this kid that he absolutely loved Jesus. And I could tell you that the reason for his joy, the reason that that smile never got knocked off his face was because he knew that Jesus loved him and that Jesus was the reason for his joy. I'd barely known him for three days at this point. And again, I had no idea how much he was going to impact my life and the way that I looked at the concept of joy. But I would ask the question this then. 
why should we place our joy in Jesus? Why should we take our joy in the trials and sufferings and tough situations in our lives? So I want to read to you a piece of scripture that really kind of addresses that a little bit more. Um, And don't worry about looking it up. Um, It'll be up on the screen for you. So go ahead and follow along with this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So you'll notice in verse 2, it says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So what do you think they mean by what joy was set before him? Does that mean heaven? Does that mean he gets to go back and be with his father? Yes, it does. But you have to remember, he was sent to earth to live a completely sinless life and to die on a cross because he and his heavenly father wanted a completely unhindered and unblocked relationship with you. He came to earth and he died on a cross and he endured that pain and that suffering and a completely sinless life because he loves you. So the answer to that, why do we take our joy in Jesus, is because he first took his joy in us. He first took his joy in knowing that he was going to have a completely free relationship with you, that there would be nothing in between you and he. So if you're a student in this room tonight that, that really is feeling pulled toward that joy that Jesus offers you, I would encourage you to talk to your small group leader. Talk to a friend, talk to a parent, talk to me, Kelly, Nikki, Brooke. Because if you accept that joy into your heart and you accept that joy that Jesus offers you, there's going to be a party in heaven because they take their joy in you. So when you come home, that's where they're going to take their joy. It's not an easy journey, I will tell you that. Your entire life is going to continue to be tough and hard, and you're going to have a bunch of junk that you're going to have to go through, but I will tell you that it's worth it. It's worth it to to feel that joy in your heart. Because in the end, you get to spend eternity with the giver of the greatest joy that the world has ever known. And so something that I really like about joy as well is the fact that I could probably sit up here and talk on joy for about 45 minutes, but I've only got about 15, and I probably have about two left right now. So um, I actually found a really cool video that I want you guys to watch. And this is a video that is going to kind of illustrate, once you have accepted that joy into your heart, once you've accepted um, that love of Jesus and found that he is the greatest giver of joy, this is how you keep that joy in your heart. So go ahead and take a, a quick listen and look at this video. Imagine for a moment that you have millions of dollars in the bank. Now imagine that you never spend a dime of it and live in poverty. Are you rich? Yes. But if you don't enjoy your riches, then in your practical experience, it's as if you have nothing. As believers, we've received Christ. But God's intention isn't just for us to have Christ, it's for us to enjoy Him to the uttermost. Many of us find that the joy we experience when we first receive Christ can fade away. 
But the Bible shows us how we can maintain the joy of our salvation. First, we can confess our sins. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As soon as we confess our sins, the blood of Jesus cleanses us. By this, our fellowship with Christ, the source of our joy, is restored. Second, we can feed on God's Word. Jeremiah 15:16 says, Your words were found and I ate them, and your word became to me the gladness and joy of my heart. It's hard to be joyful when we're hungry, but when we pray over God's Word to eat it as spiritual food, it nourishes, satisfies, and makes us glad. Third, we can pray. John 16, 24 says, Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be made full. When we pour out our heart to the Lord in prayer, the things that weigh us down are lifted, and we sense a deep joy and refreshment. Finally, we can fellowship with others who love the Lord. 1 John 1, 3-4 says, that you also may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write that our joy may be made full. The greatest enjoyment for a Christian is to be with others who love and enjoy Christ. Our salvation is like a rock that can never be shaken. But the joy of our salvation is like a delicate flower that needs to be cultivated every day. By practicing to confess our sins, feed on God's Word, pray to the Lord, and fellowship with other Christians, we'll enjoy Christ and live a joyful Christian life. So uh, I love what that video says about how the rock of our salvation cannot be shaken, um, but the flower of our salvation is delicate and uh, requires nurturing and care. Um, and that's very, very true. So you're not always going to be joyful. You're going to have those, those crappy times of sadness and of doubt and of anger and of worry and all that. But by, by going to Jesus through all that, you continue to cultivate that, that spirit that you have within you. Um, and guys, that really is a really cool thing to be able to have. So um, again, I want to encourage you guys that if you feel like you want to Accept that joy into your heart. If you feel like you want to accept Jesus into your heart tonight, um, please talk to a leader. Talk to a, uh, one of us, Kelly, Nikki, Brooke, or myself. Um, so I'm going to close in prayer, and then I have just a couple of quick announcements for you, and then I'll send you off to small groups. So if you bow your heads with me and pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the hearts in this room tonight. Um, we thank you for the students, and we thank you for the leaders, and um, most of all, God, we just thank you for your presence here. Um, God, we know that where two or more are gathered, you are, you are present, and you are here, um, and I know that we have a lot more than two people in this room. So, Father, we know that you are just, um, you are thick in this room right now. So, we thank you for everything that you've done for us, um, and we choose to, to go to you in our times of anger and of worry and of doubt and of sadness and even in times of joy, Father. Um, we choose to give thanks to you for those good things in our life um, because we know that all good and joyful things come from you. 
Um, so Father, be with these students and these leaders tonight as they head off into small group. Uh, may they have just an amazing time together. Uh, may they have great conversations that are pleasing to you. And uh, just thank you for bringing each and every one of these students here tonight. Um, God, we pray for them. We lift them up to you. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.